I'll sit on the roof with the rifles I hid in the fridge and they'll shoot at the men on the ridge who are coming to undo the work that I did on the block off the highway that leads to the crib and put sensors on all of the boards on the bridge so they know when they're coming to empty the clip then they'll cut all the bodies and cut off the skin then connect all the pieces with needles and pins and attach it to ten feet of branches and twigs and then plant it in mud till it stands in the wind and they'll stand there and look at this that we did that we never imagined we do cause of them our blood and sweat and tears went into what we built till we were bags so we used blood and sweat and tears of enemies to build our flag welcome to the last stand sean and ben are here how you doing ben what's up dude how you doing since last time we got together oh uh, when was the last time it's been long it's enough about, about two weeks yeah about two weeks it's been too long we're supposed to get together last week right there's a lot going on though holy yep. moly so i brought a couple of gifts for us for the show i got uh two bourbons one of them is called old extra seven nope my bad it's called old urza <laughs> Old look at that Z. Looks like an X. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna try that, and then the one after that is called Larceny. It's barrel proof, and it is 123.8 proof. Holy moly! So we're not gonna finish these bottles because they'll ban us from life <laughs> if we do. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm excited to give these a go. Yes, sir. So you've been watching the debates that are going on. I have watched, so I did watch for sure the Mike Lee and Evan McMullen. I didn't watch them live, but I went back and watched them. I got to see the, I got to see the high, a uh, couple of the highlights. My wife watched it. Yeah, uh, it was. All right. So let's test this out. Old Urza, age seven years. Cheers, my friend. Ooh, that Cheers. Smells, that smells hot. That's good. That's good. I like that. That is really good. All right. That is nice. That is really good. Better be. It's freaking spendy. Yeah, so, yeah. Nice. Uh, what's his nuts? Evan McMullen. All right. What a clown, dude. Just right. straight up spewing lies up there. Just absolute. Right. Everything he said. Complete untruth. Complete untruth. Right. This dude worked for the CIA. His right. entire career was based on destabilizing nations. How do you do that? Right. This dude is a professional freaking liar. <laughs> right? Yeah, there wasn't anything in that there that he was saying that. And I I really enjoyed, though, that Mike Lee called him out on it. Yeah. And there was I loved the, you, sir, owe me an apology. Yeah. I loved it. When yeah. he said that, I was like, right on. Yeah. Thank you so much for saying it. Yeah, I, I just don't, I don't know how anybody could vote for him, and I really, I mean, there's going to be people that vote for him, but I really just hope that there aren't any. Right. I mean, it just, the guy is a joke. Well, do you but, remember the the whole ploy when he ran in 2016? Do you remember what the idea was behind that? Because I voted for him in 2016, but do you remember what the reason was? Yeah, you know, I didn't really pay much attention to him. Okay, so, so Trump, for anybody that was talking... Now, again, I, I I didn't vote for Trump the first time. I've never been so glad to be wrong in my life because right. I think up until May 16th, 2020, he was the most effective president of my my lifetime. Right. But the, the ploy was if neither candidate gets 270 votes, the entire vote gets thrown back to the House of Representatives. Okay. And the idea behind it, the whole game behind it, was that the House of Representatives would vote for Ted Cruz. Okay. So it was just to stunt both of the candidates... Ah. Right? Which is why Mike Lee voted for him, because for the same reason everybody else was against was, Trump, too. They're like, I, you you are literally taking both sides of a position in the same breath. 
Gotcha. I don't know. I don't know what what you're gonna do. Turns right. out he was highly effective. Glad I was freaking wrong. Right. It, it worked out. <laughs> Even though I think uh, Ted Cruz has probably been a good president as well. Oh, but, I can't disagree with. But that. that's what the whole. That's what that whole ploy was. Okay. So okay. When, when Evan McMullen is like, well, you voted for me in 2016, right. he's like, no, I was voting against both candidates is right. what I was doing. And this is what upset me about the parts that I saw is Mike Lee was on defense the whole time. Right. When are we going to start being the aggressors? Right. We need to stop this. I saw him do a, do a Sunday Sunday interview with some some babe on Fox News, and it was she was asking all these uh, – pointed questions at him and he was he was defense 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 explaining himself it's like you know what you just need to be like hey i'm glad you asked me that now i'm going to give you an answer about something i actually want to talk right. about and just glaze over it because right. that's what the left does right oh yeah for sure they just completely ignore and they never answer never and i and it's interesting you bring that up because as soon as you said it and started talking about it it made me think of carrie lake in one of the interviews that she did and everybody kept asking her about uh Crap, now I can't remember exactly what it was. Immigration, I believe. Okay. If I remember right. I think it was immigration. And she was being asked about immigration. And she just looked at the reporter and was like, why don't you ask my op- my opponent yeah. that same question? Yep. You guys never ask her. Yep. And she is all about immigration, yep. you know, and she just shut them down and was like, I am not going to answer that question. Yep. I've answered it. You know where I stand. I'm not going to keep answering it. Why don't you? T- why don't you go ask my opponent? She's and then I'll talk. Awesome. She is I awesome. I freaking love her. <laughs> I lived in Arizona for about five years uh, before I went to North Dakota. And hell, my oldest boys have lived in five states. And Thirteen. I've been here for five of them. Anyway, um, so I used to watch her on the news, and yeah, that's that's whatever. Uh, but she, I remember her resignation letter when she basically told. Uh, the people that watch her yeah because i wasn't that far removed from phoenix at the time and it went viral and all this other stuff and she's like they're she's basically like they're telling me to tell you things that aren't true or aren't the whole truth right i, I, I can't do this anymore right and i know she's making mad money i mean she's, she was a freaking tv anchor right. right even though it wasn't national it was local you're still right. making still making money you're still living in the top one percent of that state i'm pretty right. sure but yeah she freaking walked away from it and said i can't i can't do this anymore right and i respect that and then uh, she's not only is she smart and she's got personality firepower, but she's she was in that industry for 27 years. Right. So when the media comes after her, she just immediately flips that bitch right on its head right. and shoves it right back down her throat. <laughs> I know. I love and it. I love it. I, when I saw that and heard it, I was like, man, you go, Carrie Lake, because that was... That's exactly what they need to be doing. Yep. They need to quit answering the questions that they've been asked a hundred times over right. and just move on and talk about what they want to talk right. about and right. quit worrying about these ridiculous questions that, yeah, that it's just a, a mess and a nightmare. Right. So, so they, they, they come at you and they're like, why are you, why are you, uh, whatever, why are you so xenophobic? Right. Like, why do you want fentanyl coming across our borders? Yeah, right. Let's 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 not let's not worry about me. Let's let's ask what the good part is of right. fentanyl coming across our borders against gang members coming across our borders. And I've said this for a long time. If if I was a product of Mexico, if I grew up in Mexico and I heard about America, I would be doing everything I could to get my family here. Right. As well. So I get it. I understand. And I'm not talking about the gangbangers and people that are coming across to um to exploit America for 
whatever nefarious reasons they have, but the right. people that legitimately are just trying to give their family a better life, I got you, man. I, I understand. I understand. But there's totally. a there's a way we do it because there's a line. Right. right. There's a line. Now, I think the better thing we could do as America in order to fix Mexico is get the 30 million illegals that are here and start giving them some backing to go take their damn country back. Right. Why can't we do that? Right. Right. We would have... So we got Canada, which is kind of lost right now, but they're they're a great great country otherwise, except right. for freaking Castro Trudeau up there. Right. <laughs> but if we if we said, listen, you, we got your back, okay? All you guys that came here illegally, you have a great country. You got amazing f- food, good music. You got oceans right. on both sides. You got oil. You've got natural resources. You got everything. <laughs> Why are you letting these people squander your country away? Right. So let's get together and on this date. Y'all march back into Mexico, go down to freaking Mexico City, and you take your take country your back, country and the United back. States has got your back, yeah. right? And then after you get it all cleaned up, shit, apply for spa- uh, statehood, right. for, to American statehood if you want to go that far, right? Right. But you need to go back down and implement the values that you believe in that you left that country for because they don't. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. That would be nice. Nobody ever asked that question. No. No, they don't. Did you watch the... Watch or see any of the Fetterman Oz? I've seen, I've seen the highlights. The, <laughs> I've seen the highlights, dude. I listened to the whole thing on that one. Hello, too. good night. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know what he's probably trying to say. No, I get. I know exactly good what evening. he was trying to say, right? But man, and it only got worse from there. That's the thing, is yeah. that it did not get any better. And I, yeah, I just I couldn't believe it. I. I agree with a lot of what people are saying is that they just should have said no. Yeah. It would have been better in this case right. for them to have just said no, we're not doing it. Well, um, listening to listening to Dace, he's like, if you say no, you lose your P1s, you lose your, your primary colors. Right. right. But so he was in a damned if you do and damned if you don't. Right. Right. You lose your primaries. <laughs> right. Or you go up there and just lose everybody. Right. But I think... so. You, you and I listen to a lot of the same people, and we, and we try to keep our finger on the pulse as much as possible. Right. And everybody's talking about this red wave that's turned into a red tsunami and hurricane and all right. this other stuff. And I'm, I'm excited about it. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping it goes that way. Yes. Uh, one of the guys predicted that, that there's a very good possibility that there will only be three Democrat governors west of the Mississippi after this election. Wow. That would be crazy. That would. Oregon, Washington, and California. Right. Now, let's say that's the case. What are they going to do? Who knows? We'll, we'll get into it. Into that... Uh, later, but uh, where was I going with that? Oh crap! I can't remember. It was good whiskey. Title. <laughs> <laughs> it is good. The uh, turning into a tidal wave. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. From yeah. Or yeah. Tsunami, so I think I think that that uh, debate right there is causing people that don't even live in Pennsylvania, right? They're just seeing it. They're hearing right. the highlights and all this other stuff, and they're going, "This, this is what the Democratic Party is putting up," and they're right. saying. All right, he's good. Go for it. Because right. they know that they're just looking for somebody to rubber stamp it. Right. right. Yep. You know, put no thought behind it whatsoever. Yep. And I think the I think that is waking up a lot of the rest of the country. Like, I would agree. Uncle Joe's freaking, he doesn't know where he is. Right. He's not running the freaking <laughs> program, right? This guy didn't know where he is. So they're, 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 it's it's quite obvious what y'all are doing. Y'all are right. playing a game. And you know what? I'm, we got to keep that as far away from my state as possible. And I kind of yeah. think that's what's happening. Yeah, I would agree. Because people that. that otherwise wouldn't care. I mean, like New Mexico's looking like it's going to flip red. Right. When's the last time yeah, I think it's been red? Yeah, that's crazy. Last yeah, time no. it was close to red, they had that joke of a libertarian in there, right? <laughs> and I 
have considered myself a libertarian forever. And this guy was like, I was like, you're not a libertarian, you're a socialist, dude. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, it's no different than Evan McMullen claiming to be independent. <laughs> no different. Yeah, he's independent and I'm black. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, we can see I, you. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, we yeah. We can see you. What a joke. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think if I've seen any or heard any others, but those were obviously right here in Utah. I wanted to make sure I knew what was going on with that one, but yeah. had to watch the Fetterman Oz one just because more so, honestly... Not so much to see what's going on with Fetterman, but to see what's going on, what Oz was all about. Yeah. You know, was how was he going to show he? up? Yeah. And what he was going to do. He was actually, you know, for, for being in a position, how do I put this without sounding like a total jerk, but being in the position that he was in, that he could have totally just obliterated him and by talking about the state of his mind yeah, and yeah, all yeah. that kind of stuff he yeah. totally took the high road Did and he? didn't do that any of that okay. never once did he even bring it up all right never once well why and would you need so, to right i mean his ideas were shit before he freaking right before he had so, a stroke so he actually i th- i personally think that oz did really well but the concern is is what is oz really running for yeah. you know that's my question he, that, he was he was for trannies before they were cool right so depending on what he what the purpose behind that is you know if it isn't just to get rid of a democrat i don't know but it's you know at this point i'm glad you bring that up because i just did my uh have you voted yet not yet okay so i just did my uh ballot last night i haven't turned it in i always i always turn it in on election day but i'll right. uh, wait for things to go by but so i was always against the uh ballots that had the straight Republican or straight Democrat Democrat ticket because I think it's lazy. And I, I believe, if I remember correctly, I think there was something on the ballot a few years ago that said, should we keep this or should we get rid of it? And I voted right. to get rid of it, right? Which meant I had to go through and mark each one of them. But right. if it had that option, I'd have straight up done it, right? right? I'd have been like, if we're, going, we're going all red all the time this time because, <laughs> man, we've got we've to slow this down and then, and then we've got to go hold these people's feet to the fire, right? right. This, this is one of those deals like, Okay, you've got you got your critical thinking vote, right. which is what most people are lacking, which is why our country's in this in this right. position. And right now, it's like I don't have time for critical thinking. Right, right? I don't need a plan. I, I need balls right now. I need, right. <laughs> we'll figure this out. We'll figure this out in January, dude. But we've got to right. get these people out. We've got to protect right. this as much as we possibly can. Yes. And by the way, I encourage the rest of you to do the same thing. Right. But yeah, it's. I'm like, yeah. Where's where's the straight where's the straight red side? <laughs> put them all in. Yeah, put them all in. It's insane. No, I agree. And one of the things that I did want to bring up, actually speaking of that, and where we're getting a little bit closer to that time, um, is for sure people need to not only keep Mike Lee in here in Utah, but they also need to keep in. And I don't remember his name. I'm gonna have to look it up to be sure. Blake but, Moore. Um, Yes, Blake Moore as Blake well, Moore. but no, the uh, I'm talking the Secretary of Treasury for Utah. Oh. Oaks. Oaks is his last Oaks, name. Oaks, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Let me look it up real quick. But uh, while I'm looking that up, we really need to keep him here because he is actually on the front line keeping ESG out of Utah. Yeah. So, and the power of the purse here in Utah, that's going to be one of the big things, you know. Right, and is, the attorney, uh, attorney general is... Yeah, Sean Reyes well. is definitely yep. 
helping out with that as well. So we need to keep both of those guys in. But I just is is Reyes up for election this year? Mm, I, don't I don't know. Think I, don't, so. I don't remember he, him coming up. I'll tell you one of the things that was up there while you're looking that up is uh, there's a constitutional amendment. So for an emergency situation. I'm paraphrasing, but th- this is the gist of it. For an emergency situation, the state of Utah, the legislature of Utah, can spend up to 1% of the total annual budget, I believe it is, um, without coming to a vote or something like that. So during COVID, uh, they had to, they had to have four special sessions to keep coming in here and, wow. hey, can we spend this money here, spend this money here? So they, they uh, put it in there and said, okay, we want to change that from 1% to 5%. Right, and I'm afraid this is going to pass. But this is one of those slippery slope things that always happens, dude. It's five percent right. here, and then something. I mean, shit. We sit, we live on a on a fault line, right? Right. It's, it's the next thing, and the next thing, and the next thing. You know, we're like California, and these legislatures are in in session right. year round, and just spending whatever money they <laughs> whatever want. They want. And I, I just so I'm like, nope. If if y'all got to go back into session four times for an emergency, then that's what you got to do. I totally I mean, that's, agree. that's fine. Yeah. Because I don't want you having that willy nilly. Because five percent of whatever our tax budget is. It's a lot. It's, it's a lot. Five percent, five times more than what the one percent is. Right. But I figure if you got to keep coming back in there, that's more opportunities for somebody to go. Hey, hey, hey! What are you, what are you spending that money on over there? Right, right. right. Rather than just going, okay, it's going to be whatever amount of money is. It's going to be a billion dollars, and right. you get to four hundred million, and you fixed it, and you're like, oh, we got six hundred billion left over here, <laughs> right? Right. So Marlo Oaks. Marlo Oaks, yeah. yeah. Keep him in there so he can keep the the fight going against ESG because he is right there on the front lines helping keep that out of our state. Because, again, energy, that is the biggest stronghold I think that Utah has. There's a lot of energy going on here, and if we just let those companies take it over and we lose out on that. We're screwed. Right. And I know there's communities out there that depend on it. Yep. You know, the, I depend on my family depends on right. my businesses. Right. So if we don't keep the the fight going there, so that's definitely one people need to for sure. Let's keep them in there. Now, did you hear uh, somebody on national level? I don't know if it actually happened, but it was supposed to be today. It was supposed to come out and ban fracking. Oh, really? Yeah. And I was like, what? What? <laughs> No, I hadn't. How do you heard do that? that? How do you just come out and whole cloth do that? Yeah, right. I would agree. Do you, know much, do you know how much of Utah is freaking making money off of um, fracking. fracking and oil, and making sure that when you take your your little gel capsules and things like that for medicine, <laughs> right. and turn on your iPod and your iPad, your iPod, your your iPad, and and every everything else that, that is there. I mean, it's plastic. It all comes from. We talked about this last time. It all right. comes from oil. Every bit of it. Everything. Yeah. We're just going to ban fracking. It was what the UK, you, right? What do you expect? Was it the UK? I think so. What do you expect to gain out of that? What right. What are you doing? I also heard another thing about... Uh, how did it go? Uh, I don't remember exactly what it was, but something to the effect of uh, of all just the power it takes to run all of our personal gadgets. Right. Right? Just the power it takes, like... Is like the entirety of like every car right. in the state of California or something, right? <laughs> or something to that effect. I was like, wow, it's that was quite a bit, quite a bit. Oh, I'm sure of it. And yeah, so it is. I now that you say that and I look it up, it was it's the new prime minister, Rishi Sunak. Oh, after of the in, UK of the UK, yeah, after the chick, yeah, left after, after six after six whole weeks. 
she did something. The, you know, the thing about that is that it makes me think she was doing something right. And that's why they got rid of her. Could be. But at least I hope that's why. I, maybe she was worse off than banning fracking. But I yeah. Have no idea. Now that you bring that up, I do remember that. They were, everybody's talking about them it, just flat out banning fracking right in the uk and it's like so what are you, you gonna do if you're sitting there dude you're a european country right i'm i don't, i'm sure if you guys looked lately but you see what's going on in europe there's like right and it's all pretty much dependent upon who's pushing the oil right it's russia yeah i don't i'm trying a larceny yeah i need a this one smells nice finish this one real quick also smells Oh, oh! So you were telling me on your way over here that you had your your wife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my wife got COVID again. At least. <laughs> so we've had this argument. I don't think she was ever going to listen to my podcast because she don't like me that much. <laughs> but but uh, she she got the she got the J and J shot. Uh, last year and I swear she's sick every six weeks set your freaking clock to it and this is the second time she got COVID but I don't even know if it's COVID dude I right. I have no idea because she wasn't coughing she didn't have the respiratory or anything like that she felt like hammered dog shit but, right. <laughs> but she didn't have any of the other stuff anyhow uh, so <laughs> we're sleeping in the same bed and she's like you wanna go you wanna go sleep somewhere I was like no dude I'm, I'm going to bed I didn't get the shot. I'm good. Right. <laughs> I'm good. And uh, so I call you to let you know about that. And it has been a while. So she got uh, the baby sick and the youngest one, he's three, he'll be uh, four on Halloween. Nice. When the babies are sick, when they're running a fever, we'll let them sleep in bed with us. That right. way we can keep an eye on them. Yeah. Uh, one of our older boys had seizures when he was younger, when he when he'd run right. a fever. So that kind of that kind of sets the pace for the rest of the kids like you know what I know everything was fine and I know it will be but if you have a seizure I want you to be right here yeah, right. so um, so yeah he's running 101 and a half fever something like that give him some Tylenol he lays down this kid is sleeping on me I mean he's like breathing <laughs> in my mouth dude just like just like on me <laughs> I guess this is one of the worst nights sleep I've had in a long time dude I was like I gotta get up go to work in like 30 minutes he's just like he's right. like here dude <laughs> So finally, I go to wake up and uh, I tell my wife, I was like, I need help <laughs> to get my arm out from underneath this kid so I don't wake him up, whatever. And then uh, I call you. I was like, hey, we're, we're coming to do the podcast tonight, but I got to let you know my wife was sick and right. Saint was sick. Uh, <laughs> you okay with it? You're like, yeah, you're, we're good. Check we're with good. the wife, make sure that's, that's everything's good. Yep. But yeah, man, he was like, he was like, <laughs> right on. Right here, nice. right here. <laughs> so yeah, that was, uh, that was about four days ago. And I'm like, I told my wife, I was like, I'm not going to get sick. She goes, you don't know that. I was like, yeah, I do. I intentionally drank out of your glass right after you. <laughs> right, <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> right? She's like, why would you do that? I was like, A, I'm like a bodybuilder, man. I'm building my immunities. Right. B, I'm going to get it out of the way. You're sick. I'm sick. We're going to roll out of this. And when the kids get sick, we're both better to take care of them. So, right. yeah, just so we'll, we'll, just, we'll just get it over with. I'm not afraid <laughs> of being sick. Right. She, al- she always, uh, you know, the girls like to make the jokes about man sick. 
Right? You ever heard that? Yes. The, the man yeah. sing. It was like got a little sniffles around the couch. Whatever. I was like, not me. But first of all, I'm not like that. And second of all, if I was, every time I'm sick, you're like, yeah, go build a deck. Right. Or something. <laughs> I know. Right? Don't you have something to do? Go to work. Oh, you're, my you're, home, be for, no you're home from work? Yeah, I've okay. Got a, I've You've been got doing a napping all day? I've got yeah. a 300 degree fever. I don't care. I need help around here. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no. So, yeah, I was just going to get it out of the way. Always how it goes, for yep. sure. How was deer hunting? Oh, deer hunting was awesome. So we went up uh, Friday night and just got finished getting camp set up. Whoa, that is yeah, that that is potent right yeah, there. That Hang on, potent. Hang on, we gotta take a commercial break right there. Okay, this is <laughs> Larceny Bourbon. This is barrel proof, batch number five twenty. Nope, B five two two hundred and twenty three point eight proof. That is sixty one point nine percent alcohol by volume. Wow. I think I could breathe fire right yeah, now. Yeah, you can breathe fire, but it's not as, it's not like wild turkey. I, I like the flavor, but damn, it punches you in the throat, yeah, that's that for sure. <clears throat> the other one's smoother. The other one's way smoother, yeah. but I had to try this. Oh, yeah. Well, not too bad, though. Yeah, cool. Sorry. I, you were no, telling me the story, and I took a sip of that, and then freaking stabbed me right in the neck. <laughs> you're fine. It's all good. So that, this whole hunting trip is actually kind of funny, and I'm going to bring up some some stuff that probably really didn't happen, but... This is how it, it, I had some hurt feelings over the little trip. So one of the guys that I work with and you used to work with, they, they invited us. I'd been, you know, they asked if I hunt, all that kind of stuff. So clear back in like May, we started talking about this and finally probably around July, he's like, Hey, do you want to just come hunting with us? Actually, no, this goes way back further. Cause I put in for the draw back in january or february in february so no this has been going on for like months now anyway so he invites us he's like why why don't you just come with us you can draw out well and all this and i'm like all right sounds good as it got closer and closer he's like yeah I'll, he's trying to explain the plan and how we're gonna go and, and attack this mountain you know to, to find a deer and get a deer and he's like well we'll start We'll, ha we'll send you guys down here, and you'll come up this direction, and then I'll go up on the top and come back down, and, and we'll just meet in the middle, right? And I'm like, I mean, whatever. It sounds good. I don't know this mountain. I've never seen it. I have no idea how it works. Okay. So, and this is only our second, my second year deer hunting, and his, I think, as well. I just wasn't a deer hunter growing up. So, but anyway, so we get up there, and sure enough, the we stick to the plan. They're sending us up from the bottom. And as we're talking and learning more, because there's a pretty large group, I think there was probably ended up being 10 of us total. Really? Yeah. I didn't know you could go deer hunting like that. Yeah. <laughs> neither did I. But And that's that's the best part is learning how deer hunting works now. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> we get up there and he's like, he's like, hey, just come up from the bottom. I'll go up to the top. And, you know, and he kind of like kind of dropped jokes here and there about how, yeah, you'll come up from the bottom and you'll push deer to deer to me and I'll score the big one. And he'd kind of laugh it off. And yeah. I was like, yeah, whatever. Just thinking, you know, he's just being funny, whatever, right. being a being a hunter really is what it comes down to. Well, come to find out, that was actually really the plan that all along. Plan. <laughs> so my son and I are killing ourselves, climbing up this hill that is just like 45 degrees straight up. Really? We're climbing up to the top and we're struggling. We saw deer, don't get me wrong. We did see deer. We didn't see any bucks, though, for the first two days. Okay. And then it... Is it buck uh, only right now? Yeah. Okay. And so we're like, we're like, all right. 
So then halfway through the second day, so this is Sunday, we start coming down, we come down the mountain and we're getting ready to go grab some lunch. And this guy that invited us says, hey, I just scored my deer. Where are you guys at? And we're like, what? You just got one? Awesome. And he's like, yeah, it's a, a two by four. So pretty big, decent sized buck. And yeah. he's like, and we're like, all right. And he, so he leaves and goes, takes care of it. Well, then his brother is in the group too and his brother comes up and he's like yeah you guys pushed that deer right to him this morning and i was like really so that's really the only reason we came up here was to be the guys that pushed the deer i was i was a little bit i was a little bit upset about it at first <laughs> and then it, and then as soon as he got his deer everybody's like yeah you need to go to the top and come from the top down that's how you're going to get your buck you have to go to the top and come down they're like you'll which, again, not really knowing how deer hunting works, and after learning it, especially on this mountain, we could have just stayed at camp and shot a buck. Really? Because apparently, so let's see, Monday, so Monday morning, my son, we'll get there, but after the, Monday night, after we left to go take care of our deer, they shot a two-point right from literally standing at camp really they shot a two-point i'm like why did we even go anywhere why did we hike up this mountain so that's my kind of hunting right Correct. there man. open the door so, <laughs> that's ah. exactly how it went down so anyway so so yeah so for the first two days we struggled climbing up hiking up these mountains and then they're like well you need to go from the top and we're like man i don't know if i can handle another hike because none of these mountains are like sloped nice and slow so yeah. you can walk they're all straight up man. right it's horrible so we're like all right we'll go from the we'll go from the top we'll make that this last hike this last effort so we get all the way to the top we're not seeing anything and as we're climbing to the top actually we run into coyote tracks and these are fresh okay because it had just snowed so we're seeing coyote tracks, and it's like, man, this and if there's really coyotes up here, there's a good chance that he's run every deer every, off yeah. this mountain, right. and we're just hunting for nothing. So the whole time, we're just like, man, I hope that's not the case. So, well, now you're coyote hunting. Right, exactly. <laughs> now we're coyote hunting. And we kept our eye out for sure. But So we get to the top. We aren't seeing anything, so we're just we walk around. There's like a... A big kind of a bowl area, I guess is the right word, that drops down into a draw. So we're hi we hike around one side of it, and we're not seeing anything, not seeing anything. And the kid that came with us that was kind of trying to help us out a little bit, he kind of went in a little bit straight from where we turned to go around so he could maybe push some deer out towards us, and we'd just watch for him. Yeah. So we, nothing happens, nothing happens. Next thing we know, he's back to with – he's – come around back around and hooked up with us again and right as he does all of a sudden he's like there's a there's a buck right there and we're like what so we looked down and he said that he saw it was a he said it was a spike okay so he's like so i told my son go for it if that's if you're good with the spike shoot yeah, the spike right. i don't care what if it's up to you well he pulled his gun up on it and he couldn't confirm whether or not there were antlers or right. not he just couldn't see him right. enough to be solid and with his shot so he was like yeah i don't i don't feel comfortable taking that shot and i'm like no that's it's yeah, you that's man fine. if you're yeah. not comfortable with it don't do it well literally two seconds later he's like there's another one so he so he's looking at it and you this one you could actually see the horns from the from where we were at that he right. was big enough that you could see him without scoping him or glassing right him yeah. yeah so 
turns out he was a two point about 300 yards give or take and my son was like i don't know should i take that and i'm like again dude it's up to you right. you want a 300 shot yard shot you want a two it's up to you so he decided to take it and he hit it yeah first shot 300 yards 300 yards nice. at least it might have even been a few more than that nice yeah good shot he definitely didn't drop it right away track him. unfortunately yeah. yeah so we spent the next three and a half hours tracking this deer, this yeah, deer buddy. down the mountain <laughs> luckily the deer was was helpful enough to take us down the mountain so he actually got us closer to the road closer to camp <laughs> instead of going up <laughs> but man oh man was that a just a fight oh it was terrible yeah. so yeah we finally caught up to him finally took him down how'd you pack him out just drag him or yeah, so we were. He actually ended up in the bottom of another draw further down the mountain, and with the snow, man, they just glide. Yeah, they, yeah. Okay. You could easier they, to track too. Oh yeah, way easier. It, yeah, if he wouldn't have, if there wasn't snow that that morning, we wouldn't have found him. Yeah. I mean, because he was, he was. It wasn't a solid enough hit to cause a lot of good bleeding. Mm-hmm. So it it almost it was weird because it almost looked like it it was like in a long, a long shot almost, yeah. but that usually shuts them down a lot quicker, but you could just, the splatter of the blood every time he would like run or anything kind of looked like he was breathing. Yeah, yeah. But then every once in a while there'd be just a good blood trail. So right. we were luckily able to, but man, yeah, that was the longest three hours trying to chase that thing down, but yeah, finally got it. So he got to, got his first buck, got to do his first, Filled dress and yeah. all that good stuff. Right on. So, How old is he? Uh, twenty. Nice. Yeah. So. Nice. It was a good trip. You were talking about the coyotes. That reminded me of a, I had a, a good time story that I learned out of um, it was World War One, but the Russians and the Germans were fighting each other, okay? and there was so much carnage going on that wolves were coming out and they were like, oh man, they were eating the dead bodies, right? <sighs> And there was this one particular skirmish that came out where the Russians and the Germans are fighting each other. And then the wolves come out and they're like, they stop fighting each other to and take start care shooting of the wolves. wolves. Right? <laughs> and they came up with this pack. This is, I, I looked this up. My, my oldest boy actually told me this. I was like, what? I think I'd have heard right. about that somewhere along the line. Right. So I look it up. Yeah, man, it was, it was legit. They, they, uh, they uh, shot the wolves during that battle and then they came up with this like compact they're like hey if this happens again we're gonna stop and just like take care of these wolves and i was like that's crazy that is crazy (laughs) that's crazy that would be unreal for sure i'm trying to i'm trying to kill somebody that i don't even know for some reason that i don't even know and now now i gotta fight wolves too (laughs) that is crazy i'm gonna have to look that up Mm. it's pretty crazy oh but yeah so it was a good one yeah i uh the last I think the last time I went deer hunting was when I was a teenager with my dad, and he got a, I'll never forget it, he, he got a hundred, it was dressed, it was 137 pounds, Damn. and uh, I know that because the guy we went with got another beer that dressed was 173 pounds, so wow. it was just, just in verse. And in Oklahoma, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good sized deer. Yeah. They're plains deer, they're not very big. That's crazy. But my dad shot this, shot this guy, and uh, it, we tracked it, I like I said, I was a teenager, and I'm an old man now, but it seemed like for a day. The, the sun went down. I mean, we're tracking right. by flashlight. And it's not, it's Oklahoma. It don't snow there, right? right? So we're, like, looking for blood stains <laughs> on blades of grass yes. and tree branches and things like yes. that. Finally found him. And what he did and what he did is he just ran in a big circle back to where he got shot. 
<laughs> you really? just like we could have just waited for him to come back. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was other than chasing him around for three and a half hours, it was all really good. Good trip. Where'd you go? Uh you know, I honestly don't know exactly what the mountains are called or anything, but it's the Ogden unit. And it's literally the best you know where Avon is? Eden, yeah, 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 Paradise, yeah, all that yeah. kind of stuff. So do you know where Liberty is? Yep. Through the Great Ogden yep. Divide or whatever it's called. So basically between Liberty and and Eden okay. is where we were. All the mountains in between there. Gotcha. That's where we were. So not too far away. No. Yeah. No, it was a quick, easy trip. But, right on. But yeah, it was, I still don't, I know that's horrible because I've lived up here now for about almost six years and well, I still don't know the names of the mountains. That's, that are that, I mean, that's, at least you were able to go hunting. So I've been, I, I grew up hunting, right? right. And, and, and uh, I think it's a very vital part of survival, being a man, whatever, is something that. That a father's supposed to teach his son. And I'm my oldest boy's 13, and in January he'll be 14, and I've never taken them hunting. <laughs> I've been busy. I've been chasing money for so damn long. Right. They're like, Dad, you need to take us hunting. I was like, I know. I do need to take you hunting. <laughs> I don't even know if I remember how to do it. Right? <laughs> you know, to watch some YouTube videos or something like that. But You're I always right? know that my, my favorite, I didn't like deer hunting. Right? I, right? I really didn't. Because when I was a kid, I freaking hated cold. It got right. below like 70 degrees, and I'm out. <laughs> deer hunting... Like Ron White said, it's cold, it's early, it's dark, I don't want to go. Right. <laughs> that's that's kind of like where I am now. Right. But like dove hunting. Dove hunting was my favorite. It was dove warm. hunting would be fun. We're usually sitting by a river. <laughs> dove come flying over, you right. wrap a couple off at him. I remember my dad, uh, I was shooting a, a semi-auto 20 gauge, and you can only put three at a time. And he sat me down, we're in a peanut field down by the Red River. And he sat me down uh, in this one area, and he went over this way. And man, it's busy. I mean, it's like it's like freaking <clears throat> Salt Lake traffic or rush hour. Right. They're just coming and coming in droves. <laughs> <coughs> and I've probably shot a box of shells at this point. If anybody doesn't know, that's about twenty five shells, right? Twenty five. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he he comes over. He's like, "Have you gotten any yet?" And I'm like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "That's gonna be the most expensive bird I've ever eaten in my damn." Life. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Nice. So that's when he had to teach me how to, how to lead it a little bit more. <laughs> He's like, you gotta stay in front of it. So the next one comes over. He goes, hey, I'm, I'm going to watch you, right? So I come up, pull, I shoot, bang. Like, split second later, he knew I missed. He was right. watching where I was going. And I go, bang, goes, bang. Bird falls out. I was like, I got him. He's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Heck yeah. That's great. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. That's too funny. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, maybe next year. Maybe next year. I'll I'll let you know when the draw comes up. So if you want to do it, we can we can do it. Yeah, I'd, I'd be I'm, happy to go. I'd love to. My father-in-law went. Uh, I actually got uh, bought tickets. It was a hog hunt out in uh, Texas. And once again, I'm just I'm See, so damn busy working. Be awesome. And I'm actually glad I didn't go because he said uh, it was the end of the season because he took a group of a group of friends down there, and uh, nobody got nobody got anything. Nobody somebody, got anything. Some little little piglets or whatever huh. right? they're coming out because it was the end of the season. Right. All the hunters had pretty much cleared them out. Right. I didn't even want to go down there to hunt any hunt any hogs. I just wanted to kind of bond with my father-in-law for a, for a little bit, but. Uh, 
turned out that I wasn't able to do that either. <laughs> but he had this, uh, uh, if he got, because he organized the thing, and if he got X number of people to go or whatever it was, he got to go on a guided hunt for, oh, for wow. one of the big boys. And he got he got a big boy. He, he did. He came came back with this stuff. And he just gave me these like hog steaks. We never ate them. They sat in the freezer. They sat in the freezer forever. And they finally just wound up frostbite. I was like, I didn't know if this was good. And I forgot we had this. <laughs> I didn't know if it's good anymore, man. Yeah, that's too funny. Yeah, I've, I've got a lot of guns, but they're all for zombies, right? <laughs> I know. I had this. Well, the funny thing is, is that I built. I built my my hunting gun, but it's also for zombies as well. Right. I didn't build it just for hunting. Right. And everybody that sees it, they're like, "Wow, really?" <laughs> like, you know what? You have the your likes. I have my likes. Yeah, exactly. Leave me alone. I've got a. Alone. I don't know if I. No, I don't think I, I don't think I showed it to you, but I've got a uh, uh, Smith and Wesson M and P ten. It's a AR nice. ten. Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, it is a for a thousand dollars, dude. You can't buy a better gun. Right. It is a great rifle, man. I put iron sights on it because I'm an old school kind of yeah. guy. But yeah, I freaking I love that freaking rifle, man. It is smooth. It's clean. I sighted this thing in, and uh, we're at my brother-in-law's house in Oklahoma. He's on 20 acres. And he's got his own shooting range out there. Nice. And the sun, the sun is starting to come down, and I'm putting iron sights on there. So the sun goes down, you're you're out of business. I'm trying to get it in here, and he's got some gong cart targets set up at like. He was like 35, 45, 55, and then like 100 yards, something like that. Gotcha. And the uh, the hundred yards, the hundred yards is just this little two inch by two inch gong on the skeleton of a swing set. Wow. Sitting down there, right? So I sighted in at I think 45 yards, and I get everything to where it's hitting the same place. It's hitting where I'm looking every time. We're good. Now there are iron sights, right? right. You don't. It, it's on or it's off. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now my wife, I love shooting with this woman because she listens to exactly what I tell her to do. Right. Um, for anybody that doesn't know, I was in the Marine Corps, I qualified expert, I'm a good shot. So uh, the sun's going down, I put the rifle in both my boys' hands so they can get a few in there and then give it to my wife. My wife shoots the 35, bing! She goes, I'm going for the for the 100 yards. Right? <laughs> I'm like, rock on, girl, sure. do it. So she squeezes the trigger, bang! Whole swing set comes down. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, like, oh! And we go down there, she centered that two-inch, oh, wow. centered that two-inch, uh, uh, two-inch gong. Dang. And she's like, who's the good shot in the family? I was like... I just spent five minutes sighting the thing in. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was a good shot. But, yeah, I just put freaking 15 rounds through here sighting this damn thing. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. I agree with that. That's too funny. No, I I put too much money into this gun, honestly. Yeah. It's pretty bad. The, it's you know it's one of those things where you you see those memes where they where guys are saying you know I hope that when I die my worst fear is that my wife will sell all my guns for what I told her they yeah. that I bought them for. <laughs> it's the opposite for me. My wife will try to oversell the yeah, guns because yeah. she thinks that I spent way more than I did, so I don't have to worry about that one. But I did put some money into this gun. Uh, that's so. good stuff, man. But yeah, it's that's good. good stuff. <laughs> oh man right on well what else is going on out there that we need to be talking about we're what we're a week away we're a week away dude yeah i'll tell you this so you know the uh 215 loop down around sugar house you've been out around that way yes okay yeah you 
driven out over the over the mountain. Totally. Yep. We're heading out to Park City. Okay. That area has been under construction since like 1492. Right. <laughs> it's been under construction for the past 400 years. Right. And they're finally opening things up. Okay. <laughs> they open it up. They get that right lane going, and we're cruising along. And there's a section for about a quarter mile. But I'm going across that sucker on my semi truck. Then it goes, hug, 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 hug. just bounces up and down. I was like, "What is going? <laughs> Did anybody drive across this before they opened it up? Tax dollars, hard at work, man." <laughs> that is so true. It is freaking terrible. They're closing like, it this weekend to finish it up. To supposedly. finish it up, yeah. I'm, I just can't wait. There's probably some freaking rumble strips and other shit on there. <laughs> <laughs> A jump. <laughs> Don't stay well, in this lane. You're going to catch air. <laughs> right. Well, isn't it the, the way we say it here in Utah is there's two seasons? Con- yeah. Construction, construction season. <laughs> no construction. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's no construction season. I think there's I construction I, season in winter. Seriously. Everywhere you go, it doesn't matter where you're going. It's ridiculous, dude. Oh, my God. It's so bad. It's so bad. So that's, bad. that's one of those. Kind of bring that back around to politics and tax dollars and things like that. I was like, can we get some quality control right. in here along with this? I mean, how, how do we make this happen? Seriously. Should there not be able, should there not be somebody in the Utah legislature <laughs> that approved this funding that gets to test drive whatever construction project there is right. and go, that is completely jacked up. That is not worth a damn. Right? You're either giving me a refund or you're fixing it, and you've got a very limited amount of time right. to fix it because this is taking too long. Right? Why does that happen? Why do we just Why do we just get screwed with that? Why is that that it? That's that's it right there. Right? right. I can't wait to hit that in the ice. Right. Right. Because <laughs> well, I mean, it's it is it is significant. Right. It just whoop, 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 whoop for like a quarter that's of a crazy. mile. Yeah, I haven't driven out that direction for a minute though. Yeah, I'm out there every day. Dude, well, even right here in our own backyard, right here on I-15. We just went through two years of construction. Yep. Well, they're widening it. Yeah. And now it's under so, construction again. Yeah. Well, they're building a bridge. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but don't the roads. But the roads still shit. Oh, the roads shit. Well, they, they didn't it. even replace it. Yeah. Have you been down in Utah County anytime Not in the recently, last few years? No. So we've had to drive down. We had you to mean drive on I-15? through that a lot. Yeah. So around what cities? Well, like through so. From Alpine, basically down through Lehigh. Okay, yeah. They went through all that cute, massive, massive construction construction project to widen the road to five lanes. Yeah. And here we are. I mean, they tore the road down and put it back up, basically. Yeah. And they're out here saying, okay, we're going to give you an extra lane, which it's the extra lane is the carpool lane. Right. How much does that even help anyway? Get rid of that thing. All you did was take a lane away from traffic. Right. And they didn't even, the only lane that is brand new is the, is that lane. Yeah. And actually in some of the areas, if you really pay attention, it's actually, the far right lane that is the only new lane. Yeah. And they just, they just pushed a, the, that one over. Put a solid over. white line over the edge of the Yeah, lane. and it's like, so we went through two years of construction to get the same shitty for old nothing. road. Yeah, for nothing. Yeah. It, it, why? Why does, it, why does this happen this way? So HOV know. lanes, they really bother me because I've lived in some very busy cities, Dallas, L.A., freaking San Diego, Salt Lake. 
And the HOV lane, it literally, it just takes a lane away from traffic, right? And then right. on top of that, at some point they're going to bottleneck that bitch. Yes. Right? Where the HOV lane gets rid comes, gets like so right here where we live. So what is the, what and what happens at a bottleneck? Even if they were, even if they were all like five, six, eight lanes wide, right? Right. And everything's going good. And you start bottlenecking that thing down. That's the problem. Dude, it, this needs to be built. When these things are approved, it's like, okay, when you build this road, you're going to build it as if every single car on the road is a semi-truck. Right. Right? <laughs> every single one of them is a semi-truck. They're all doing 90. Right. And then you need to quadruple it. Yep. Right? That's what you're going to build it for. Because I'm building this road one time, and it's not going to be touched again for another two generations. Right. Right? Why are we using asphalt? Yeah. Well, it's cheaper. But you have to rebuild it every year. Right. How much cheaper is that? You look at the autobahns, right? They build their, they build their, uh, 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 the autobahn, it's, it's, uh, I think it's 24 inches thick or something like that. Dang, right? Yeah. And we build ours, what, five or six? Right. So I'm like, or, or, yeah, or 18, not... whatever. And the way they're built there is they're built in sections. If I remember correctly, they're built in sections to where if there's damage to the concrete, they can just pop this section out. And then put another one in, and they're done with it. Right. Right? Why aren't we doing that? Who knows? Why are we doing this dumb shit? Who knows? Oh, I, I bet you I know if we looked into it a little <laughs> bit more, we'd find somebody that owns a construction company that's right. real good friends with a politician around here right. that controls the purse strings. Exactly. And that's why we get screwed every damn time. Right. Well, that makes that just leads me to how do you feel about the, the road that goes, well, Highway 40? 40? Yeah. Want it every damn day. I, right. Yeah. How much do you love that? Single lanes, yeah, almost the entire way. They've actually widened that quite a bit. Have well, going, going some, up over going up over the mountain. Spots. Yeah, they've they've uh, they've widened that quite a bit. Put the put the two lanes in there, but it's again, <laughs> there's 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 plenty of room. And why 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 are we why are we building this just to last us till the next time the snow plows come out? Right, it's crap. Yeah, it happens seriously. every year, constantly. Uh, Road road construction in Utah needs some serious help. It does, that's... and that's I'm, I'm sure if you, if we look at it, dude, I bet we'd find some serious freaking corruption in there. Seriously, because I mean, surprise me. Why are the roads always under construction in the same <laughs> spots over and over and over again? Good question. The same place, like you just rebuilt this six months ago, right? And you're already back under construction. Oh, it had some potholes. Why? Right. <laughs> Why do we not know how to build a road? Right. The Romans built roads that still can <laughs> exist. Still exist. Totally agree. Well, and I, oh, I just had a thought on that. Oh well, it'll come back to me. I'm sure. <laughs> this bourbon's good, by the way. It, it is. That's why we drink, y'all. Yeah. That way, when you trail off, you're like, ah, oh, they're they're drinking. Yeah. They'll, they'll come. They'll come back in a minute. <laughs> I did. There was a couple things that I did want to bring up. One of them is back to that, and I meant to do some research, and I didn't. I unfortunately did not do much research on the Tenth Amendment. But you really piqued my my interest in that when you brought it up last time, because I was thinking about it, and I was like, why? You know, he's right. Why are we not, as states, just individually taking care of ourselves? Why aren't we creating our own energy sources? And then if we have excess, why because aren't we selling it? Because of the federal freaking money coming, that comes along with it. Right. And that, I just, it makes me, I don't know who I need to write. The congressman, obviously. It's, well, I think not it's our, the governors. I think what we need. Right. 
I don't mean to cut you off, but no, I, you're I, fine. I think, I think what we need is more people like DeSantis right. and Carrie Lake. God, dude, I'd, I'd give up. I'd give up the freaking the House and the Senate to get. Carry like it because the more governors we get in there, right. the less they can do because that's the way it's supposed to be. Right? Because Carrie Lake, her immigration plan—have you seen that? Mm-hmm. It's can't remember what it's called, but she actually pulled it up and she's using Article One, Section Ten of the United States Constitution that lays it out very specifically that this is an invasion and she can take care of what she needs to take care of. And they can't do anything. So, and she she's she basically put it back in the federal government's hands. So Joe Biden is obviously going to sue her. Or the federal government is obviously going to sue her. Right. Which sends a very clear message that they care more about the illegal immigrants coming across the border than they do the safety of Arizonans. Right. So they're butt stupid if they do that. Right. Right. But it also sends a very clear message. It's like, yeah, we actually don't care about you. We just want the power and control and democratic votes because we believe that once they get here, they'll vote Democrat. Right. Because that's the only reason they do that. If they thought for a second that millions of people coming across the border were going to vote Republican, oh, dude, that that wall had friggin' <laughs> miniguns on top of it. Right. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way they would do that. But now they see this shift in the Hispanic population at least as polls are projecting that, so the black vote isn't going to turn out right? because their base is depressed, but the Hispanic vote is literally moving to the right. Right. Now, the more yeah. that happens, the quicker that wall goes up. Right. <laughs> Democrats be like, yeah, this is, this is bullshit. <laughs> and so, yeah, just, I don't understand why states aren't, and, and I agree that a lot of that come. I understand that, you know, as far as the federal money comes along. But so let's say we just start taking care of ourselves, you know, and with the example of here in Utah being huge propane, huge propane. We have our own oil, yep. obviously. We've got that. There's It's out there everywhere. So what, if we just start create making our own gas... And the gas that we make here in our own state, we're we selling sell to ourselves mm-hmm. so that we make some money. Plus, yeah. we're getting it for way cheaper because right. we're not whatever, you know, get rid of it and then get rid of that. Fit. Just, uh, I don't know, because the way I see it is like one of the things that's always irritated me about gas in the first place is that, you know, oil companies back in the day now is not probably not so much because they're just fighting to make money anyway because right. it's being taken away from yep. them but back in the day whenever they would raise gas prices they'd always claim that their profit margins aren't as high as they used to be or whatever you know so they need about to, the oil companies right yeah and so they would raise gas prices and i and i thought about that and i thought about it and i don't know if you remember do you remember clear back in 2000 i want to say three three or four is gas used to be what under a dollar and about a dollar i think 2003 right. see 2003 it, i was in dallas yeah it was, it was i think i was paying about a buck 20 back then right but then it jumped yeah it almost yeah. doubled yeah it did went and up to the 250 yeah, range something it was like, that. like everybody's the, like, yeah everybody's like what the hell just happened yep. well i think it was exxon if i remember correctly and i could google it real quick but this is what i remember so Exxon claimed that the reason they raised their gas, they raised their prices, was because they were losing money with the oil field. And granted, don't 
again, fact check me, double check me. I don't know exactly what just was going, going on, on back then. It's, right. Yeah. I don't remember exactly what was going on, but they jumped prices and they claimed that that year that they raised prices was their, the year before that was their lowest money making year in their history of Exxon. Okay. And I was like, really? Like I, so I looked into this and I was so, you know, Google was up and coming. So I was Googling, you know, Exxon's money. How much money did they make? Well, they, it just so happened at that exact same time that they jumped the gas prices that they, they fired their old, they, I'm pretty sure they fired him, but he resigned before they could fire him. They, they, his, their old CEO resigned. Okay. Now keep this in mind. That this was their lowest money making year on record. Right. Didn't he retire with a thirty million dollar parachute? Oh, it was <laughs> way more than that. They bought him like some it was like some hundred million dollar mansion okay. to retire to. Yeah. And then gave him a full like somewhere around like four hundred million dollar yeah. pension. Yep. And it was like, so wait, let me get this straight. This is the worst year. You have ever had, but you just spent so half. Me you're hurting for money, right? But you just gave yeah the resigning CEO basically a five hundred million dollar, half a billion dollar right, yeah. pension. Right. Well, most of those things, I, I get. I get the way those look, and I've looked into things like that before. I don't know if this is the case, but uh, I know that it's. It runs rampant. So when they hire a CEO, in their contract, it says how their salary structure is going to work. Right. right. Like a lot of CEOs, I don't know how many, but I know a lot of CEOs work for like a dollar a year. Right. Their money's made in stock dividends and things right. like that. And then Bonuses. upon retirement or early termination, it's like an NFL contract, right? Right. So if you fire me, then I get this. So... What you're saying is correct, but it was in the contract, so Exxon had to had to honor the contract. Otherwise, right. they got sued, and they had to pay it anyway, right. plus the attorney fees. Right. Now, um, along that time, this is like I said, we're talking we're talking early 2000s, right? A long time ago. Once upon a time, if memory serves me correctly, correctly, it used to be illegal to trade oil futures. Something to that effect. This is the, the speculative market, right? The speculative market. What's it going to be? What's it going to be? And the federal government uh, repealed that law. Okay. And that's when gas prices started spiking, right? Because it, it oil became a commodity that you could trade in a speculative futures market, something to that effect. Again, right. fact check me. I could be complete. I'm going off of memory here, and I've been drinking. <laughs> I remember... Uh, I remember that there was a law that, or at least I seem to remember there was a law that was repealed that allowed speculative futures. Uh, no, that makes sense. And that's when gas prices started going. And that was like, once again, if I'm remembering correctly, that was that first spike. Because gas, I mean, everything gets more expensive over time. Inflation, cost of living, right. things like that. So it kind of cruises up. I remember uh, the first car I bought was a 19, uh, 1990 uh, Thunderbird. Nice. Okay? And I filled it up for 89 cents a gallon. That right. was in... It was in 1993. Right. Okay. And then when I lived in Dallas, like around that time, 2003, after I got out of the Marine Corps, I was paying about a buck 25 somewhere in there, right? Right. I think buck 25 was probably the highest end that I paid. 
Right. Right. And then, yeah, somewhere in that area, it went and it hit like 250. <laughs> Everybody's, what is happening? Oh, right? yeah. 250. Right. And then we started seeing that happen over and over again. So they would spike, yes. right? And they would float back down, but they would never come back down no, to where they were before. No, it would float they back down. Before. And then it hangs out for a while and then it spikes again. See, and I, that, that's something I need to look into too. I need to make note of that because I, I always wondered why that is. Why, why are we spiking, but we're never coming back down. fully coming back down? And that futures thing it's makes the futures, sense. Yeah, it's the futures thing. And and if you look at uh, uh, 2015 when I moved here, when gas prices, without any pandemic or anything like that, got down to about the dollar and some change area, right? Right. I remember hearing that OPEC was lowering their prices and all this other stuff because it right. couldn't compete with with North Dakota. Now that was the that was the narrative at the time. Right. What it was is OPEC was artificially lowering their price because they wanted to shut down fracking in North Dakota. And they did eventually. We talked about that, right. about that last time. But I remember cheering, like, fuck you, OPEC. <laughs> 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 we can do this ourselves, man. Right. We don't need you. And we don't. We don't we need don't. anybody else around the country. We don't need anybody else around the country for anything. Possibly Afghanistan because they have some rare earth minerals. But I'm sure we could probably create something to get around that right? right so literally i don't think there's anything that we need right i would agree but the, here's where we are and when you start repealing laws and you start greasing politicians palms and things right. like this it 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 causes futures market and, spe- and speculation right on what it will be now because of what i remember hearing about that and again i never i never had cause or reason to go in and like really look into it so right. my memory could be a little faulty but when the speculators when COVID hit were having to pay people to store the oil they bought right. rather than making money off of it I was like ha ha gotcha awesome. now you remember this so when when the oil when oil freaking dropped down to where it was to the speculators were paying people to take it right, right. they weren't making any other paying do, do you have anywhere to store this right right trump wanted to go and fill the oil reserves our, our uh, oil reserves to the top he was right. gonna buy them for nothing yeah who shut him down i don't remember but shut i know that freaking that's schumer. schumer that's right shut him down i remember shut him down and now biden is selling our freaking selling strategic it. oil reserves to china yes and he's gonna turn around and buy them at the highest price that it's ever been right ever been Ever been? Thank you, Democrats. If I've got any Democrats <laughs> listening here, you're responsible. Right. You are responsible for this. Yes, I totally agree. You like your high gas prices. You should be freaking. <laughs> where, you should be just just happy as a clam. Freaking <laughs> running around paying six, seven, eight, nine dollars oh, a gallon no. because that was you. That right. was all you. I don't. Right, and I totally agree. It's all them, and they only have themselves to thank for that. Right. Because we were literally. Energy independent. Completely independent. We were energy independent. Every one of our strategic oil reserves was damn near full. Right. Damn near full. And he was going to buy more right. at nothing. Nothing. At absolutely nothing. He's right. like, hey, people ain't buying gas. I'll buy a little bit from you. I'll buy a little bit of oil from you. I got a, I got a little room for it. Right. right? Chuck Schumer's like, oh, we're not going to do that. We're, we're not going to do, do that. He's playing a stupid-ass political game. Right. Think he gives a shit about the American people? Absolutely not. Well, and then I'm sure it comes down to, okay, I can't. Man, it's a bad time to bring that up. I guess to, to start that out, I need to say that it's really unfortunate what happened to Paul Pelosi. Did Paul Pelosi? Yeah. It is. 
It is very unfortunate, but that's not going to stop me. And I'm sorry, that's a very hard but there. But it's not going to stop me from talking about Nancy Pelosi making money off of knowing what's going oh, on yeah. with the markets. Yeah. And Absolutely. I wonder, you know, it makes me think that that's exactly what was going on with Schumer as well. Yeah. He didn't want to lose money, so he shut it down so that gas prices would just go up, oil prices would just continue to go up, so yeah. they'd make some money. Yep. And that that's one of the biggest, my biggest pet peeves, honestly, is that what's going on with politics nowadays is that, and again, and I know you know probably a little bit more about this kind of stuff than than I possibly do, and I need to research it some more, but I don't think it was our founding father's intention that politicians get filthy rich off of doing the job that they were they're meant not, to do. Right? They're not meant to get filthy rich. Because back in the day, they still had to have, way back in the day, now let's go back to, you know, to the 1700s, late 1700s, they still had to keep their old jobs. They did. They didn't make so much money that they could just sit back and kick their hit their heels up on the desk and yep. go, thank you. Yep. They literally had to keep their own job. And then they would go and meet and discuss the things they needed to They were to supposed to be at home with right. the people they're with representing. The people they, exactly. With the people they represent. That way, when they did something stupid, their neighbor could go, hey. Right. What the what hell? What the hell? <laughs> yeah. And they didn't live behind, you know, Locked gated gate communities, communities. And, right? That's the reason they put freaking DC in a swamp. That's the reason they did it. Was to make it horrible. To make it terrible. So You're not nobody supposed to be, would want to stay live there. there. Ingenuity of man. I mean, we right. put a freaking blade on an engine and called it a lawnmower. <laughs> I mean, we can come up with some freaking. We, we can come, come up with some up ways with around things. Right. So, and that's something that I really feel strongly about that we need to go back to. We need to get rid of lobbying. We need to get rid of any sort of well, money. That hey, uh, let me let me let me go let me go. Let me interject right there. Yeah, I don't have a problem with lobbying. What I have a problem with <laughs> is how easily accessible the politicians are. Right. Okay. So if we went back That's to what you're saying, to where they're at home, then it would be much harder to come and lobby these people. It's called lobbying because these dudes sit in the lobby right. and they wait, wait for the politicians to come out. Right. That's why it's called lobbying. Now, according to the original Constitution, it was supposed to be... Um, I don't remember the original number, but after 30,000 stuff. So the House of Representatives, each each congressman, right. represented 30,000 yeah, people. Yeah, somewhere in there. 30,000 yeah. people, right? Why do we have 435 congressmen? I don't know. Because they decided to stop because they didn't want to continue hiring people. Because that math doesn't we should, work. Yeah. We should have, we should literally have somewhere around 1,500 congressmen, right. according to the... Do you know how hard it would I mean, be it to get anything man. done through lobbying? Oh. If you had 1,500 be, congressmen? That, yeah, it would be ridiculous. You could, you could, you nev you could never, never do it. You could never do it. And that's yeah. why it was written that way. It's the reason it was written that way. Right. Right? The, you, you represent 30,000 people. And the next time, next 30,000 people, you need another congressman. Right. Right? I'm doing some math while you're talking about this. But, yeah, and they should all go back home. And you could, lobbyists, lobbyists would not exist if we, if we followed the founding fathers' original intent. But we didn't because we're lazy and right. they understood that we're not just lazy, we're power hungry. And we understand if we stop it here and, 
Uh, 535 sounds like a good number. Right. Right? 1106. 1106. There you that's, go. That was close. That's how many we would have. Elev- yeah, close. You couldn't lobby shit. Right. 1100. You'd, <laughs> you'd have to get 50% of 1100 people on board and to get, right. in order to get any of your freaking backdoor smoky deals done. 1100 right. people. You'd have to get 650 people. I'm oh, sorry, 550 people. Right. So I'm glad you did stop me there because, yeah, that. I agree. If so, yeah, we were I don't, actually I don't have a following lobbyists. the Constitution, I have a problem lobbyists. with the fact that we are we are not following, following what our, our our founding fathers were very prescient. Let's, let's right? They, they they looked into the the hearts of man. They, I've been reading the Federalist Papers. Right? I know, These yes. things are fascinating at, at times because of the language they're written in there. A snooze fest, <laughs> oh, and yeah. I, I have to keep rewinding. I'm like, oh my god. Well, I've told you I'm, I'm reading John Adams, and half the time I'm like, right. oh, whoa, moly. it's like I know this is important. <laughs> I know this is important, but you were losing me here, man. Can you drop an f bomb or something? <laughs> okay, for real. <laughs> so, going through the Federalist Papers, they are they describe individual governments from around the world, right? right? Going back, going back to the Persians the Greeks and all these other things and how wonderful they were until they failed. Right. Right. Literally having conversations about this, this, this is the type of government they had, right. which worked until this happened. Right. Right. And then it fell apart. Dude, these guys did their homework. Right. Their shit was on lock. Right. On lock. Right. And then, I don't know, thought we could do it better. 535 is good. It's perfect. Yeah, it's good. 100 senators, 435 representatives <laughs> for 360 million people. Right. Are you out of your mind? That's not how this works. We don't have, we don't, we do not live under our constitution anymore. It's not. We keep hanging on to it. And the only reason that we hang on to it at all, the only reason we have any ability to hang on to it at all is because of the Second Amendment. That's it. Which one are you looking for? Old, old Urza? Yeah. That one was good. It is good. But right. yeah, it's because of the Second Amendment. That's the only reason we are living in this fallacy of having a constitutional republic. And the next person that says we live in a democracy, I swear I'm going to chop them in the throat. Oh, speaking of, i got to bring that up. So I had to do my homework on Evan McMullen, right? Okay. Because I, I didn't know the guy. I honestly didn't even know he ran for president until he brought it up in the... Because I wasn't... Till very recently, I wasn't doing my own homework, and I apologize for that. But uh, you're welcome. If, if, yes, thank you. <laughs> I remember that time. <laughs> so I, I remember you. Hey, I got to pause. I got to pause to tell a little <laughs> quick story about Sean. So where we worked together, and we we go out and we both vape. So we go out for a smoke break and chat. And I've been following this shit for about. 20, 25 years, something like that. And uh, I can't remember what it was that came up. But I look over at Sean and I was like, hey, did you hear about whatever it was? He's like, no. Right? So he goes and looks it up because Sean is, Sean is a guy that needs to be informed about things like that. And then a couple weeks go by. I think it's two, three weeks, something like that. And he'd just gone down these rabbit holes. And he goes, you know, I used to pay attention to politics. And then I stopped yes. because it puts me in this place. And I just end up freaking beside myself. and can't do anything. So I basically ruined Sean's life. Yes, again. <laughs> it's just, he's just like, oh, God. But I'll tell you what, this man, when, when he looks into something, he's going to find some answers. Right. But I'm sorry. I just I didn't let, no, I had to let anybody who happens to be listening to this know about that little part about you. you. You're like, I 
There's the reason I stopped listening right. to politics. And I don't know if I should thank you or not. We'll, we'll get to that later on. Okay, so, so Evan McMullen doing homework. I'm sorry. Yeah, so I go on his own website. Okay, I go to evanmcmullen.com or whatever the hell it is. I don't even remember. Evan McMullen for Senate, whatever. And I'm reading through his stuff. And it pops up. And I... I might need to look it up while we're talking about it. But it literally says we are so we are a constitutional republic, right? Correct. That's what we're a constitutional we're a constitutional representative republic. Right. Now, on his own website, he calls it a demo, a democratic republic. Yeah, no, we're not a de- we are not a democratic republic. So that there alone was enough to turn me off. Right. Like, yeah, no, wrong. Right. Get it right first. Yeah. Know what you're even talking about. Yeah. Like you're so you're you ran for the US president, right. not just US senator, but you ran for president. Yeah. And on your own website, you're calling the United States of America a democratic a republic. Democratic it's not, not what we Let me are. tell you this right now. If you have a politician, I don't care who they are, left, right, I don't care. Right. If they call our country a democracy they should lose your vote immediately just automatically like because they're wrong they don't know what they're doing they don't know where we live yep yeah i just i couldn't believe it when i read that i was just like all right i don't need to read any further and the the what, what is a democracy it's two wolves and a sheep arguing about what's for lunch right that's what a democracy is yeah the majority rules in a democracy Right. Right? The individual rules in a republic. Republic. Yep. That's exactly the point. That's that's the exact point. Read the Federalist Papers. It breaks it down for you in sometimes very, very long <laughs> and, boring and boring fashion. But if you rewind yeah. it enough times, it will make sense. <laughs> well, and that, I, and you know, it's funny that you bring that up because it's not just... Not just that they it can get long and drawn out and boring, but I, I have to say first before I finish that thought is that I love the language. Yeah. The way they talked right. back then, what happened White to us? Why, why do we talk we the way we do? We got to put each other to sleep. Right. <laughs> well, and, we, I, and I, that goes back to the point, I think, of we just got lazy, too. Yeah, instead of Instead of using full words, mm-hmm. we started LOLing. Yep. So that's part of it, but LOL and WTF. <laughs> yeah. But I just Which is efficient. I mean I mean we're busy it is people. Efficient. But, but but man, to, to get up there and to speak the way those men did. Yes. To each other, be completely articulate, know exactly what they're talking about, and pose right. questions. So the Federalist Papers is one of the things I, I appreciate about it. Um, uh, one of them was Madison. And when he's talking about how they're gonna form uh, this government to where the 13 colonies were protected by one federal military. Right. Right. He kept posing questions. Right. Okay. So he would, he would say, this is the way it should be done. Right. Because what if, right. What if we did things the way Greece did? Right. What if we did things the way Persia did or Israel or, or any, any of these other places that, that fell apart because they had these kind of individual militias. Right. And he's like, yeah, we, we need a militia. Right, right, but the militia needs to protect the the thirteen colonies as a whole because basically yes. saying if Massachusetts has something that Virginia wants and we've all got our own militaries, then the next thing you know, right, 
one state is in the other because we are our own sovereign states. We are right. the United States of America. This is the right. land mass. These are the governments controlling these geographical areas. Right. And if it weren't for the Constitution, the, the United States Constitution, then, then these individual states would be able to do whatever they want with their military. Right even against other states, right. right? But if we operate under the Constitution and say, hey, this landmass, these are the rules that we're all going to follow. They're very limited. There's 17 things that the federal government is allowed to do. And right. then you guys you guys do everything else. But right. other than that, we're, we're following this umbrella, and this umbrella should be enough to make sure that the entire landmass can get along as one nation. Right. Beautiful freaking ideas. Yes. I mean, dude, the Constitution... If you look at the Chinese Constitution, it's Encyclopedia Britannica, right? I right. mean, it is, it is, it's huge. Right. <laughs> Ours fits in your shirt pocket, and it's a fucking quarter inch thick. Right. No, I <laughs> totally agree, and that was another interesting thing that you that you now that you bring that up too is that in the debate with between Mike, uh, Mike talking Lee about and, his prop. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I couldn't believe it. I was like, dude, and I love that Mike Lee called him out on it. Mm-hmm. It's like it is not a prop. Just yeah. because I carry it around in my pocket does not mean it's a prop. And I love that he was like, and there are plenty of other senators that love. They know that I always have this right. with me. Right. And they come up to me and say, hey, can you look that up? Right. And he can just reach in and pull it out. Yeah. That is never a prop. And for him to even suggest that... Straight lie. Right. Straight lie. It's oh, because for most other people it. it is. There's a lot of people that carry a pocket constitution. They don't go through and read it. Right. right. I, I have them. It. I pick one up every time I see a free one. I've got to have a thousand of them. <laughs> well, I... Honestly, after that, I need to start... I need to get one. So, I won't lie. You know the, you know the question is... Biden held a... Uh, I don't know, a training summit. This past week or so, and he's like, "Do you the 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 man lady asked him, do you think there should be a federal fund for?" <laughs> gotcha, didn't I? <laughs> so the man lady asked if if there should be a federal fund for people that are transitioning for recovery time, but basically basically like maternity leave to okay. to shorten it down. And he's like, "Oh yeah yeah yeah, absolutely, I totally think you should do that." Here's it would be my answer. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where does where does that fall in the Constitution? Right. And that would be if that would be my answer to every one of those little gotcha questions that they got. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Where where where's that? Where's that? Right. Is that, is that uh, written on the back? Because if it's not in the Constitution, I'm not doing it. Right. I'm going to spend my entire presidency just reading every law that we got and going, yeah, I don't see where that applies in the in the Constitution. So right. <laughs> out. <laughs> out, out, gone, gone. We're not, we're not doing this. You don't have the authority to do this, and that's that's why the governors are so important. Governors like Carrie Lake, uh, hopefully, God, God willing, please, Carrie Lake, Ron DeSantis, right? Because it's going to kick people like uh, what's his name, Texas Abbott, Abbott. He's going to kick him in the balls. He's going to have to do something. Right. Our guy, I don't know what he's going to do. Right. Mr. Uh, he, Mr. He, him. Yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly what he's going to do, but hopefully it kicks him in the nuts or it gets somebody else to freaking run against him. Me. I, I just something to stand up and just go, yeah, we're not doing this anymore. I don't care what you say anymore. We're not doing it. 
Right. Like literally, I would like for states to put a, a, a blockade on any tax revenue that is extracted from the people's paychecks in the state of Utah. And be like, no, we're not sending you anything. We're not sending you a damn thing. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Until you fix this. We're not sending it because we don't agree with what you're spending the money on. I agree. And like I say, it just goes back to that same thing is why... So the way I understand it, right, is under the Constitution is that the, the really the only power that the federal government has is to make sure a few things that our, that our borders are safe and that they have a military to Come fight off any any you know any aggressor towards our country whether that be on the outside or the inside that's what they're there for which they're overstepping that at the moment i mean that's a whole nother story yeah that's not getting to that um you know there's just a few things like i don't know that's always been even so here's a quick story back in in high school my my senior year everybody has to take you know a a uh well I don't know if it's always been that way, but when I was in high school anyway and graduating there, one of the, the classes that we had to take to graduate was a, gov- a U.S. government um, class. Okay. And I think they still do, but anyway, beside the point. So I had the coolest teacher ever. She actually was the debate team um, manager or whatever you call it. And she, so she loved debate. She loved debate. So one of the things that she did in our classes, she actually set up a mock um, Congress. Okay. So what we had to do is we had to write our own, our own bill, and then we selected in our class who was going to be the speaker and you know and all of that, and we had to write our own bill, and then we had to do things you know like had to find our way of getting our bill on the floor. And then presenting it. If it wasn't going to happen, you know, we had to find a way. So okay. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Like I ended up. So what the the bill that I wrote was actually that the U.S. should stop being the world's policeman. Okay. Because even back then, I was like, why nope. the hell are we doing this? Why are we sending our own people to police the world? Mm-hmm. Let them deal with their own problems. Yep. You know, let them deal with what they need to deal with because we've got our own problems even back so this was 1998 when i my senior year yeah we had our own problems even then you know so it was like why are we worried about what's going on halfway around the world so anyway so i wrote this bill the only way that i was able to get it up on the floor was to wave i think it was a dollar bill was all but I was waving a dollar bill to bribe the house speaker okay. to let me yeah. come up. Yeah. So I finally, I gave it to him. So finally I got a chance to go up there. And even the people in my own, my bill got shut down like that. Yeah. They were like, no, the U.S. needs to be. I'm like, no, you guys do not understand yeah. no. at all. That's whatever. And it was a little bit frustrating too because it was... So this sounds like you had a good teacher though. Oh, she was awesome. Yeah. I, yeah. She, the way she was like, no, you guys need to be right in the middle of this. You yeah. need to know. You want to understand how government works? Right. This is how, this it, works is how right it works. You know? So yeah, no, that part was awesome, but it just completely blew me away that the, that these kids in my class, like we're the next generation. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, we are going to be the people that lead this country someday. Or, could be over there getting shot right 
either way, 50-50, really. And so it just completely, I mean, I'm reading through my bill, and I don't even think anybody was listening. Right. You know, they were just like, yeah, whatever, I don't like it. Like, they didn't even listen to my my arguments, right. none, none of it. Yeah. They just all were like, nope, we need to be involved. And I was just like, you get, whatever. So needless to say, my bill didn't pass. Yeah. So it just and but I just want to bring this up because it was uh, this was one of the things that I didn't that I really disliked in my about my time in high school. It just so happened that our student body president, okay, was in the exact same class. Okay. Okay, and if you remember back in 1998, that's about the same time that cell phones yep. were starting to yep. kind of really take hold and. Yep. You know, people were getting Seeing phones in their cars, yep. you know, even though it was the big brick phone, but it was becoming a bigger thing. He wrote a law. Okay, we only knew about cell phones for a couple of years, and he wrote some stupid law about how we need to ban cell phones because they give you tumors. Yeah. <laughs> and did do you that know how, get passed? Do you know what? Yeah. Do you uh, want to know how quick that got passed? And it just proved my point even more, and I wanted to say it, it you know, like out loud. And I, unfortunately, back then, I didn't have as strong a voice as I do now. But I just wanted to be like, do you guys not understand that you literally only pass that bill, you know, quote unquote, pass that bill, because he's your student body president? Right. He because literally who, won a popularity, right? Yeah. Popularity won that vote. Yep. It had nothing to do with the stupid, asinine bill that he wrote. Right. It was just the popularity of and the person. And this is literally what we're dealing with with a bunch of adults in right. Washington, D.C. right now. Right. That's it. I Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I just, it completely blew my mind. I was just like... And, and he, you, would, you would think, you would think in high school you'd be able to, you'd be able to brush it off because they're kids and kids. Right. None of us know what the hell we're talking about. Right. right? <laughs> I'm pushing 50. I'm... I barely know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But you would you'd think you'd be able to brush that off, but you look at the things that are going on and it is literally a popularity contest. Yeah. See what I just said about Chuck Schumer shutting yeah. down Trump about buying oil at three dollars and ninety three cents. Right. It's a popularity contest. Right. And, and that's it's all it stupid. is. It can't be. We've got to, can we get some adults in the room? Right. Well, and I not only do we can we get some adults in the room, please, but can we get some younger fucking adults in the room, please? Can we get rid of some these... younger bright adults? I don't right. want a young AOC in there. Right. <laughs> She's young. <laughs> not so. Yeah. She's dumber than a bag of bricks. Right. So I just, you know, unfortunately, and I do say that, and I mean that wholeheartedly. Unfortunately, because you know you're. You're pushing 50. I literally just turned 43 on Monday. Happy birthday. Thank you. Um, and I don't say that for you to say happy birthday, just yeah, so everybody I knows so I don't. <laughs> um, we should be in, you know, our age group, our should generation be, yeah. should be we're prime. in we're, Congress we're, right now. We should be... That should be who's leading this it country. Should it shouldn't be some. Because we're still working. Right. We're still raising families. Right. We're still doing all this. All, the all people that, stuff. that right. The people that are in the middle of it that should be caring about what's going on yep. with our kids, what's going on with our country. These guys that are pushing eighty, yep. they don't care anymore. No, they don't care anymore. They do not care. And, and I'll give you one. And I got I got a question for anybody that may be listening. 
my grandmother is she's real close to 90. Right. I love this woman. I haven't talked to her in years. Right. Right. So when, let's say my grandmother is in charge, right, in her 90s, and she's like, I'm do, let's say it's Nancy Pelosi's. Mm-hmm. And she's like, do it for the, my kids and grandkids. Do you really have that much of a relationship right. with your grandkids or great grandkids? Exactly. Do you really? Because, I, like I said, I love my grandmother to death, and I know she loves right. me to death. She's in her golden years, and I am trying to raise my kids. And the time to interact with my grandmother and tell her what's on my mind right. isn't really there. Does that make me a bad grandson? Probably so. But the fact is, the people that need to be in there are the people that are raising kids right now. Right. Right. They're raising kids right now. Right. right? I'm, I'm doing this because I'm about to turn this over to you. I look at my 12 and 13-year-old boys. and like, boys, I know I've already ruined you. I know I've already, I've already, I've already erased your childhood. Right. But the reason for because I don't know what world I'm releasing you into. My dad right. had an idea of, of the world he was releasing into, me into, and, and he, was, he was pretty much right, right? right? But he didn't see this coming, right? Right. I don't know what I'm releasing. No. They go to school with furries. Right. Right? I don't I know. No I don't idea. know what they're going to meet. No idea. When, when, they bring Dude, them, I, when they leave my house, I have no idea. Right. So we, you are right. We are the people that need to be in charge. Right. We need to be in charge. We need to start running. We need to get up and run for everything that we possibly can. Correct. Locally. And move on. And stay engaged with your people and talk to people like me and Sean and get your name recognition out there. And I promise right. you, if you screw it up, we're going to call you out. We will right. burn you. Exactly. Burn you. Amen. Right? Because we are raising kids right now. Right. We're trying to make sure that whatever it is we hand over to them at least makes sense. Right. Because <laughs> it does That's it. I, I, don't, I don't know what the future holds, but when it happens... I'd like to be like, oh, yeah, that may make sense. Right. <laughs> there's, there's new adventures and new things happening all the time. So when it happens, but right. there's things out there that we haven't seen yet. And when it happens, and then this happens because of it, we can go, yeah, it makes sense. Right, cool. It's cool. Right. <laughs> totally agree. Totally agree. And that's, yeah, I just, it, so yeah, I mean, if that's, there couldn't be a bigger point to the message we're trying to put out there, you know, yeah. that. The people that are in our age group, we need to be the ones that are getting out there and getting out in the places that we need to be so that we can be heard and we can make the changes because we are raising the next generation. Yep. We are creating, well, to go back to our, our symbol there, that we are creating a reality that they can be in. And, and it's sad to me because I feel the exact same way. I have no idea what my kids are getting into. No idea. But we can fix that. Yeah. We can change that. We can We that. can make a reality for them that makes sense, that is on par with what this country was originally meant to be at. That where we're at right now is unbelievable. Yeah. You know, like you were saying, we listen, you know, listening to Dace and listening to Beck talking about it saying would you have guessed 10 years ago that no. we'd be talking about the things that we're talking about no way in hell no way no way in hell no I'd, way. I'd, have, I'd have put money on it I'd be like you are out of your mind there's no way right. that's happening you would have never have guessed it and yeah. and it's so crazy to me that <laughs> now, we're I've, I've been saying for I've been saying for it was right around the time I met my wife so about 15 years I was like there's there there is a there's a civil war coming in this country right <clears throat> right 
So I've seen I've seen the odds that we're at. But I didn't see this. Mm-hmm. I didn't see this. This is not this is no. not where I thought it was. This is not <laughs> no. what I thought was going no down. No idea. I'm like, what is happening? Y'all changed directions on me. Right. And and <laughs> to, to to quote the Oracle Whitney Houston, I believe the children are our future. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh is, my god. Well in seeing and it's I'm glad that you said that because that is exactly. I don't think that people think that way anymore. I don't think that people see that children are the future. And I think a big point of that is, and I hate to go back to it, is the whole bully thing. You know, we've shut down, and I hate even saying it, but it's a natural process. It's a naturally occurring substance in nature. Right. And so. It, it sucks. I, it's a shitty. It is, but it, part of nature, but is a naturally occurring process that needs to happen. Yeah, I mean, I and I hate and, to say it, but it has to happen. And it does, dude. I, have, I, I think you were over when uh, when we played cards with, with this fellow. We both used to work with him, uh, the fighter. Right. Okay. His his daughter ended up in the hospital because she got bullied. Really. Right. I'm not. I don't know anything beyond that. I was like. Right. It's time to warrior that girl up, man. That's, right. Bullying sucks. I got bullied when I was a kid, right? My dad wasn't standing for it. Right. My dad didn't go and knock on anybody's doors. He said, you get back out that door and you go fix that problem. And don't you come right. back in here until you've fixed it. Right. And I did. And I've never, ever had that problem since. Right. <laughs> ever. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I knew damn good and well that I was going to have to answer to my dad. Right. And I've told you this, my boys, if you see somebody being bullied in school, I require you to step in. Right. You are required. Right. If I ever hear a story about you walking past somebody getting freaking bullied, yeah, I'm I'm, a, I'm an easy going. My wife is the disciplinarian in, in the family. Yeah. And just because I don't see anything that they do that's worth, until they get along the lines of disrespect. Right. It's like, that's, that's when I'll... I'll backhand your house for right. disrespect. And, uh, but one of those deals, if you walk by somebody weaker that's getting picked on right. and you don't do something about it, I will There's put my problem. foot in your ass. Right. That is a problem. Yeah. You need to stand up. You need right. to stand up and say, this is not happening. Right. And I don't care if you get your ass beat. You come home with a broken nose and tell me that you stood up for some kid that was getting bullied. And I'm going to... Right. Good. Yep. Good. Now, when you go back to school the next day, be like, you have to fight me every damn day till I win. Right. <laughs> I don't know if you want to do that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it needs to be. Because I, yeah, I just, you know, if some, you know, it just makes me think again, just taking it back to politics, that if somebody would just stand up to Schumer, people like Schumer, people like Pelosi. If they were, if they went back home. Right. The way it was originally designed. Right. Yeah, let's take it back. If that they had far. to go back home. Right. That's exactly what would happen. And that's exactly what needs to be happening. You know, it's not just a, a matter of. Yeah, I just I don't know how we can make it more plain. I don't either. These, these people need to spend more time at home. You know, and that's one of our biggest beefs with our current other senator, Mr. Romney. Mitt Romney. 
that I'd, I mean, I'd have to look it up, I guess, and have to do some research, but this guy, I don't, he doesn't spend time in Utah. There's no, no. way he's spending time in no. Utah. Cause if, if for one thing, if he spent a lot of time here and I really do think that even if he does run again, I'm hoping anyway, and again, let's get rid of him. Yeah. Let's say that. He's got to go, y'all. But he, there's no way that he, when he voted to impeach Trump, you're not doing what your state wants. No. He wasn't voting his conscience. No. That's how that it's not, it's not for you to vote your conscience. You're right. supposed to vote you're what's best for your state. State. Exactly. Your, your feelings don't matter. No, at all. Period. The end. And we need is to get rid of this Is this good for guy. Utah? The answer right. is no, no, it wasn't. No, not at all. And so, yeah, I just, you know, so I just, and so, yeah, everybody needs to just wake up. Yep. And see what's going on. Quit, quit sitting back. Quit thinking that your vote doesn't matter. Because it does. Because it does. You know, it's... For, you know, those 10,000 people that may think that their vote doesn't matter, if those 10,000 people would actually go out and vote the way they believe... It would matter. That would matter. Right. That would show them... You would be the, we don't think our vote doesn't matter block. Right. You'd be like the independents. Right. Right. They'd start, they'd start, they'd start going after, they'd start going after y'all. Exactly. I go and vote whether my matters or not. Right. Right. Because the, the next time an election is stolen, in fact, it's, this is not... Did you go vote? Yeah, yeah, me too. Right. Did you vote for this? No, I <laughs> no. didn't. Right, and then we can actually make the point right. that we all voted. We all voted, and this is the we way all freaking we voted. voted. And this is what came out. Right. No, no, this is this is a bunch of shit. Exactly. And so I just, yeah, it's that's the most important point again that we can get across is that we all need to get out there. We need to make our voices heard. We can't just sit on the sidelines. We need, we need to go. We need to go be the voice. Right. Be the voice. We we need to do that. I know there's plenty of people. I have I have talked to numerous fascinating people in places that I never thought that I would meet them. Tattoo artists, as right. a matter of fact. The guy that did the tattoo on my hand, or the girl that did the tattoo on my hand, guy on the place. Um, he told me that him and his girlfriend had never voted in their life, right? right? And they always leaned a little more left, but didn't really care. And then he said, no, we both registered to vote, and we both registered Republican, we're going to go vote for Trump. Right on. That was in his re-election campaign. Right. Like, because everything that, yeah, we're, I mean, we're tattoo artists, basically what he's saying. We're tattoo artists, so <laughs> we're a little more on the hippie side, right? Right. I'm like, yeah, fair enough, dude. He's like, but what they're asking for doesn't make sense. Right? So if we get a lot of the people that think their vote doesn't matter to just engage, right. just engage and see what's actually going on and dig a little bit more and just understand that what the news is feeding you is not all of the truth. Right. If not a flat out lie. Right. Exactly. Go find out. Right. Go find out. Be the voice. Be the example to our kids. Right. You and I are doing this because we thought, yeah, I, I would... I would love to be governor, right? right? Not that I want to be governor, but I want Utah to be a place that when I release my kids from my household, that I at least have an idea of what I'm releasing them into. That's the only right. reason I have aspirations for it. It's not for power at all. It's be like, okay, all four of you, uh, I I hope this works, right? right? <laughs> I, I hope this works. I did everything that I freaking could, <laughs> right? But you and I 
started this thing because it was the quickest way to get our voice out. Right. The quickest way. We can do this right now. Because right. only everybody has a freaking podcast. Right. right. So, <laughs> hoping a few of y'all freaking tune into us <laughs> and, and you, you catch a little motivation from it and be like, you know what? Yeah, I've got the chops. Right. Right. And the only, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty easy. I think. If you don't think you've got the chops to go and answer the questions. Right. Use the base paperwork right. for where you are. The Utah Constitution, the United States Constitution. Right. So when they ask you some stupid-ass question, they're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, where's, where's, uh, which article is that Right. that it filters through? Because right. if it's not there, my vote is no. Right. Exactly. Exactly, and I think, and I another point to that that I want to bring up is the the whole omnibus bills that they have. I think that needs to go too. Yeah, we need to get rid of this. Oh well, we'll put seven hundred different bills into one. Right. We need to just one bill at a time. Yep. And let's vote on it, and let's quit sneaking things in. Two pages. Yeah. Exactly. Two pieces of paper. Right. That. Not even legal paper. I'm talking like. <laughs> I'm right. talking like the elementary school wide rule hey. paper. <laughs> <laughs> I and love I, it. I want yes. that shit written in crayon. Right. <laughs> no more cursive. No more. We're not stuffing words in this thing. If it, if it doesn't fit, what were what, what, they were the the big chief the big chief tabs? Yeah. <laughs> doesn't fit on two pieces of paper yeah. and a Crayola. No. Yeah. That's exactly where we need to go. <laughs> But I mean, and I know we joke about it, but we're dead serious at the same time, right? Like it, and to fill it full, like you brought up last time with the whole legal mumbo jumbo, like all these words that nobody understands. And right. the only way you're going to understand it is to pull up a dictionary or an encyclopedia. Or we get don't a freaking degree from Harvard Law. Right. That it's not, shouldn't be necessary. No. Because it is, it comes back to how does the entire constitution start? We, we the, the people. people. If we the people can't understand it, yep. we shouldn't even right. be voting on it. And if it is not to form a more perfect union, right? Why? See? Right. That's it's it. that simple. Because it's not. It's not. It's not. We the people right. in order to form a more perfect union. Right. It's. That's it. We're not perfect. Our founders said straight that we're not perfect. Right. Yeah. We're gonna. We're gonna screw it up. In order to form a more perfect, perfect union, union, we're doing the best that we can here, <laughs> right. right? We're doing everything that we can. Yep. And the way you do that, the way that I can release my kids into the world and feel good about it is if I know that they're on their own. Right. Right? That's it. And it's a harsh reality. Right. Like, hey, here's the world, homie. Yeah. Good luck. Yep. Because that's the way it is. Yeah. It's simple. It's And, it's the, and that's the way you make the most prosperous people. Right. Right? Because... We have church communities that help each other. One of the reasons I love Utah, I'm right. not LDS, but the LDS church keeps this freaking keeps the state together. Sure. I have I have my issues with them, right. but there's there's good and bad and everything, right? There's right. a lot of good in the LDS community. A lot, a lot of good. I have LDS neighbors, and I freaking love them. They're they're good people, and they will help you with anything you need. Yep. Okay. The government doesn't need to be doing that. Right. We need to turn back to God as a whole. Correct. And understand that we are all our own sovereign beings and your 
first job as a sovereign being is to love your neighbor like you love yourself. Right. Exactly. And then you don't have to worry about, well, what laws are we going to pass in order to get safety nets? And I'm, I'm, I'm for safety nets at a very, very minimal. Minimal. Very minimal. Because we're a compassionate nation. We are a Christian nation. Right. right? We are, we're there to help our neighbors, to love thy neighbor, to do right. all of these things. So, yeah, I'm, I'm down with some safety nets. Right. But they're minimal. They're minimal. minimal. You got to, you, I'm going to help you out right now. Right. Right. But you need to be going knocking on doors of churches. Okay. Right. Telling them you're in trouble. Because those people, they'll give you food. Correct. But they will also get to know you personally. Right. Get to know your skill set. Right. And say, so what happened? Well, I used to do X. X, Right. And the company downsized, the economy's rough, whatever. And you're going to get to know people. And those people will be like, you know what? I I know know somebody. Right. That might be able to help you out. The government can never do that. Right. They don't have the power to do that they can't do that right all they can do is just write you checks right. and those checks came from other people that are working correct right so you've got to go and get in your community be that voice take care of those things and those people need to go to their community when they need help right and that's exactly how the whole thing should work again going back to the whole the government should be small should be taking care of, of the fundamentals that an a state can't take care of and something an individual can't take care Correct. of and then it goes from this if the government the federal government shouldn't be taking care of it so the state should be taking care of it and that should be doing its best to help the individual but again the state can't take care of everything right so that's why we have i don't know there's down to this city. crazy County thing city. called a mayor yeah and a city council yeah. you know it's like there's a reason if and it was interesting because I was I don't know if I was listening to Dace or if what, but it kind of brought it back to thinking about it. Is that if you think about it, every government all the way down to the city is almost set up exactly the same as yeah. the federal government. Yep, you have a mayor, but guess what? The mayor can't, shouldn't be able to do much without the city council. So then you go from a city council. up to a mayor and then when you go to above a step above that you have a county and then you go above that you know what i mean so it's like there's a reason that it's all there's a structure to the exact same thing that you have a governor of a state and the governor is basically like the president of of the state state. of the sovereign state of utah or california or texas or all whatever city you know so it's we need to bring it and that's Again, why we start wanted to start doing this is to make people realize that the biggest voice you have is right here in yep. your own state. Yep. For us, Utah, and it's that's where we want to. Right, we can't we can't expect to make huge changes at the federal level. We just can't. No, it's just it. We as but an we, individual, but we can't expect to tell them to piss off. Right, exactly, and so. The way that we, again, like we keep talking about, and we'll probably say it in every podcast from here on out, the biggest way that you can make your voice heard is start local. Those local people, typically, the reason they're running for local positions is because they have aspirations. They want to go higher. So if we hold them accountable at this lowest level possible, guess what? 
they're going to go, they're going to think twice about the things that they're doing as they move up. Yeah. Well, they held me accountable down here. So yeah. I better make sure. So I better I'm, make sure that I got my shit on lock right. up there. That's and right. So that's the only way we can make this shit happen is by starting local, keeping it simple and creating the reality that we want here at our local level. Yep. So that when we get to that federal level, those people that have had the aspirations will realize that, you know, we keep those checks and balances so that when they get to that federal level, they go, I better think twice about what I'm saying. Because these people will burn me alive. Exactly. And then that's... I gotta pee. (laughs) I gotta pee. I can't. I can't hold it anymore. I'm sorry. All right. You have to edit this out. I'll try to edit it out and then keep it going. so yeah it just really ultimately comes back to just you know at this local level we need to start making our voices heard so that we can make the difference that we want to see so we need to start just doing it and that's what we're all about here at the last stand is making sure that people are listening People are being a voice where they can be. And you know what? And, you know, and I actually wanted, since you said that, I wanted to bring that up as where you decided to go and be a part of the caucus. Yeah. And then end up being like full on in it. You know, it was between you and one other person. Yeah. And how many people were in the room? There were, there were uh, 14 people in the room. Right. See, and and we kept getting seven votes each. Right. So I lost to a coin flip. Right. (laughs) See, and, and that to me in and of itself is a problem. And I, I have to admit, unfortunately I wasn't paying attention close enough, I guess is how I can say it. Cause I wanted to, but I wasn't paying a close enough attention to when that was going to happen because right. I wanted to go. I right. wanted to be there. And also, unfortunately, I was kind of, I I thought that by um, declaring myself independent, that that was the best route. Right. And I learned the hard way that, unfortunately, in the way our politics work right now, that's not the right way if to go you, about it. If you want to be a part of the process. you got to declare yourself Democrat or Republican. Yeah, gotta, and I don't care which one it is, yep. but you got to choose a side. Yep. Choose a side because yep. that's the only way right now yep. that your voice can be heard. Yep. So, And it, do, has, it has become a duopoly, which is right. not what our founding fathers intended. Meant, right. But that's where we are. Right. Right. You, you got to play the game you're playing, not right. the one you want to be playing. Right. Right. So. And then, and then figure out how to. Right. Move beyond that. So learn from my hard mistake. Do not declare independent or else you yep. won't be part of the process. You're, not, you're just left behind. Right. So declare yourself Democrat, Republican. Be there. Yep. Be, it's sad. We shouldn't have only 14 people. Well, no. So the, the caucus thing. There should there should have been a few more, but the caucus at that level is pretty much neighborhood by neighborhood. Right. Right. So there wouldn't have been had everybody showed up, we probably wouldn't have had more than a hundred. But but still, 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 yeah. There's there's only and and they 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 sit back on their they sit back in their luxury. Right. Right. Again, understanding that this is a this neighborhood is red. Right. And they're right. It is, but. Not always. Right. Right. It is today. Right. Okay. But you've got to be there. You've got to understand what's going on as far as that. Luxury is a, luxury is something that 
you work for. Right. You work, you work your ass off to live the most luxurious life that you can. Correct. And then you pass that luxurious life off to somebody that didn't work for it. Yeah. And they squander it away. Yeah. And that's that's literally what happens. Yeah. Talked about it last time. The contractive weight. It's. It uh, is a blessing and a curse. Right. What you reading? Oh, just, just looking. This is looking at the bourbon. Yep. <laughs> but luxury is a, it's a beautiful thing. But you have to work for it in order to actually appreciate it and protect it. Right. Right. Because if you just take it for granted, then somebody else comes in and sits in your luxury that they didn't work for and right. decides to start rearranging the furniture. Yep. He's like, no, dude, <laughs> you didn't, you didn't work for that. So, right. piss off. Right. And that's, and that's the point. So we're hoping to get a, some emails from people that are, that are interested in running and something that I'd like to do with you, Sean. And I know we're both busy and doing our best to, unfortunately, our best to do this probably <laughs> At a mediocre level, but I want, I want to get more into it. What I would like to find out is all of the avenues that an individual can take as an unknown to get into political office, right? One of my neighbors was, uh, he was in one of the, he was on the Utah or county or something, state, something or other. Another one of my neighbors that I, I really admire, his, his father was a, was a Utah politician forever. And, and, uh, it's, it's sad that it's not what you know, it's who you know. Right. So we want to figure out who it is you need to know. Right. Let's see if we can figure that out. Figure out who it is. But hey, I'm Ben. This is Sean. We want to be a part of this. Right. How, how do we get here? Right. right, and then maybe we can have people calling in, and be like, "Hey, dude, this is this is something that I want to run for because I'm passionate about it." Right, and if we agree with you, <laughs> right, we'll give you the information. But I also, <laughs> but I also want to say, with to that point though, I, I want to hear from both sides or from multiple sides. You know, even though you may think yourself as an independent, even if you think yourself as some whatever, you know, alien, I don't care. Yeah. I would like to hear what you have to say. Right, and tell me why. Right. I would love to have that debate. Right, because that's... Tell me why you believe what you believe. Correct. And, and we can have a conversation. Right. I'm not completely closed off. I, right. cha- I changed my mind a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. Like When I was younger, I was, I was way more left-leaning. Right. Right? And then, as I heard arguments and debates and reason, I was like, okay, well, what I thought was not what I thought it was. Right. <laughs> and it started pulling me way over, just coming right. a little bit more, more and more and more. A little bit more. Right. And I, and I just think that that's a really big, you know, thing that we can't, again, it just goes back to that whole name recognition thing even, is yeah. that I know that you have to get your name out there. It's just unfor- an unfortunate side effect of the system. But the only way, even if you feel like you, if you feel like you have a good point, you need to get out there right. and you need to speak it. Right. Don't just hide in the corner and saying. Then, and then your name will be recognized. Right. So, so back to what Ben was saying. Unfortunately, we still don't quite have the website up and running. Unfortunately, we're getting we're a step closer though. We're getting really close, 
and tonight I'm going to share that with Ben so he can see the the website and and uh, give some feedback on it. But I did officially open Twitter today. Did you? Yeah. All right. So find us at the last stand. It'll take you a minute to look it up. And I have to admit that I really still don't understand how Twitter works at all. <laughs> I, I <don't> this, is, <laughs> this is a whole brand new thing to me. But for the people that know it, I just want to say so. Our it is the last stand. It's at the last underscore stand underscore. I again, unfortunately, I don't know exactly what that means. I have yet to put out our first tweet. Tweet. <laughs> So, but good news is, is Elon Musk has officially taken over. There you go. So we shouldn't so be getting shadow should, banned anytime right, soon. We shouldn't, because my very first post probably would have got a shadow ban. <laughs> so I'm glad that we waited for that moment at least. But we are Absolutely. officially on Twitter. So if you have any feedback, please reach out to us on yeah. Twitter. If you have anything you want to say, please reach out to us on Twitter. Absolutely. We'll continue to update you on the website. We'll continue to update you on email addresses that you can reach us at. We're here. We really want to hear you, what you have to say. We want to, we want to have discussions. We don't want to... Those discussions don't necessarily need to even lead to arguments, but we just want to talk. Right. We want to hear what you have to say. We want to be out there. We want to, like we said before, we want to radicalize everybody. We want to get everybody to realize that you are the voice of what's going on right now, and we need to be out there. That's one of my favorite show, show hosts say. I'm not trying to win an argument. I'm trying to start one. Right. Let's talk. Let's talk. Exactly. So please reach out to us on Twitter. You can find us, like I said, at the last underscore stand underscore. Um, please reach out. Let us know what you think. Give us some feedback. Give us some questions. Whatever you want to know, we're here. So I guess with that, this is yeah. Sean. This is Ben. We'll this see you is next the last stand. See you next time. If we cut deep enough, we up the bread, man. You never know when it's time to go. Heaven's open when the bars are closed. So seize the moment. Don't leave it hoping you'll breathe tomorrow. You could be a ghost. I'm living my life. The finish line is right in front of me. Made a fishing wire, so I'll never see it till it's too late. When God shakes my hand, please celebrate. Please celebrate. Please celebrate.